Any opinions expressed are my own and do not reflect the opinions of anyone outside of Independent Left Media, LLC. Independent Left dot News. Independent Left News. Indie Left News. Independent Left News. Oh, yeah, and I get news from Independent Left. Thank you, Independent Left dot News. They actually put up posts of different shows, different things going on. Check out Indie Left. They're doing a lot of good things. They're on Twitter and Instagram, and they've helped promote our show a lot. Thanks for the work you do behind the scenes, too. This man does our Discord and some other help, so just love to shout him out. Thanks so much, man. Yeah. They kind of really do a great job of pushing. Thank you, Independent Left, for reminding me of that. Check out independentleft.news. Indie Left News. Indie Left, shout out. Well, thank you, Rod Flacone. How are you, everybody? It is it is Sunday night. It's How Do We Miss That? What's going on? It is Bird and it is Reef. Okay, so but before we do that, uh, your name is Reef with six E's today because I felt like making that. It's just really funny. Nice. We got we got a sick nice. produ- six a sick associate producer. Hope you feel better, Shadow Band Refugee. Good to see you here on the Rock Fins. Uh, we've, got, we've got hey, Bones. Is your name Creeper, huh? Look at this. We got all the patrons. We got Bones. We got Anthony Malecki. Everybody, you guys are going to see your name in the ticker now. We got a new ticker for patrons. Yay. Okay, so we don't have to go through all that nonsense that we usually go through. Mm-hmm. We can uh, spend more time getting into stories, which is awesome. We're going to get to that stuff faster. I'm going to do my little spiel in a minute but uh yeah bones got it Reeve! new intros no not not What's up, bones? yep that's intros new con- now the intro's old uh, i need to get a new one done uh i've been working on like how i want to have that done and who i want to feature in it and then we just have to get it cut and produced and find all the different clips that have everybody saying what i want them to say so uh okay it does, it does feel like like uh jimmy's intro you know we're just all well, those people hate us now. For the well, that, that's you the know, funny like part. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, we kind of giggle a little bit, you know, with the mics off as, as we're like, oh, my God, look at that. And I'm guessing that's kind of how Jimmy is and why, <laughs> why he doesn't want to change it would be my guess. But anyway, uh, this is How Do We Miss That? Yep. So How Do We Miss That is a show that airs live on YouTube, Rockfin. We're on Rockfin, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, Odyssey, and Telegram. Right now, Sunday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, reviewing a few big stories uh, that we haven't seen covered much in the leftist independent media space. I am Indy. I'm one of the co. I am co-host, founder, independentleft.news, GG, the Discord, Indie News Network, and we've got next to me Reef Breland, and he is the uh, host of the Jimmy Dore Discord. What's up, everybody? Hi, everybody, and uh, yep. the host of Reefer After Dark, which was freaking outrageously hilarious from friday night uh, that was episode 20 of reefer after dark this is episode 40 of how did we miss that pretty excited about that um and we also he also is the founder of inn news one of the co-hosts for inn news uh which also airs wednesday nights at nine o'clock on indie news network which we are co-streaming on all the indie news network channels including the rockfin rockfin.com slash inn we have a channel on rockfin sign up for free and all the INN people are going to be co-streaming as much as possible, including the exclusive show that I'm doing with Rob Durden now, INN one-on-one. That's going to INN Rockfit. Right. So, uh, again, we have uh, a couple of stories that were featured in our Substack, Leftist.today. Actually, they weren't in in the Substack. They were at the top of independentleft.news during the week, though. Leftist.today is a Substack that features video content and then also alerts when we're going live. So you can sign up for that at leftist.today. And uh, you like we we sent out an email earlier today that had all the links to find the stream on all different platforms, and you can even watch it embedded on the Substack, which is badass. Uh, we're even co-streaming on IndependentLeft.News. 
So uh, let's get into stories. See, look at this. This is awesome. Okay, slideshow. Now Reese's going to get to see that. And we're going to flip to our main. And what if you what yes. if you changed it on mine? What if I changed you it on change yours? Your screen on mine. Do I? Okay. Mm -hmm. Change windows and now 40 slides. <clears throat> How we doing? There you go. You got me. You. Okay. Everybody yep. sees the slideshow. Here we go. Mm. No, maybe not. There we go. Yep. So, Kit Clarenberry dropped a doozy this week, and I don't know how many people saw it. I know Tara shared it. Uh, not too many people did, but they should be in jail. How the Guardian and New York Times set up Julian Assange. You know, and this kind of goes back a little bit uh, historically, but I think it's really important to remind people why he is where he is, and we've got to free this guy. Uh, and it also lays out a conflict of interest that's happening um, with Home Secretary Pretty Patel, who, of course, has signed off on his extradition mm. to the U.S. His legal team is now just 14 days to appeal the decision, which journalist Peter Hitchens rightly branded a total and unmitigated disgrace, shaming Britain. If unsuccessful, of course, we know that he faces up to 175 years in Supermax. Understanding how we reach this point is crucial. It was not until 2010 that Julian and WikiLeaks attracted the attention of authorities in the respective capitals of the Five Eyes Global Spying Network, and the seeds of his destruction began sown, began being sown. So in July that year, WikiLeaks, in collaboration with a number of mainstream media outlets, most prominently The Guardian and New York Times, published the Afghan war logs, 90,000 U.S. military incident and intelligence reports that were compiled between January 2004 and December 2009. So provided to WikiLeaks, of course, we now know by Chelsea Manning. The files offered damning and previously hidden evidence of war crimes perpetrated by Allied forces, including a number of extrajudicial killings, which the first Justice Department indictment against yeah. Julian, we know, was unsealed on April 11th of 2019, the very day that he was dramatically expelled from the Ecuadorian embassy and imprisoned in Belmarsh, which is we know as Britain's Gitmo, <clears throat> where he has languished ever since, his mental and physical health deteriorating each and every day. And, of course, we're going to uh, refer back our friend Misty Winston. Shout out to Misty. Okay, says that he was traded for an IMF loan uh, from the new Ecuadorian government, and that was why they allowed the uh, London people to come in and get him. It was charged that in hmm. March 2010, he unsuccessfully tried to help Chelsea Manning crack a password which would have allowed her to extract documents from Pentagon computers without detection. In reality, this appears to have been an attempt uh, to assist the then entire Army Intel analysts in downloading music, which, of course, was not permitted under standard Department of Defense logins. A hacker. Julian's contact with Manning was conducted under the auspices of his coalition with The Guardian, New York Times, et al., yet not a single mainstream journalist who worked with him in WikiLeaks under the terms of that arrangement has faced any consequences whatsoever. In fact, the individuals all yeah. have often played a pivotal and consciously dishonest role in smearing him publicly ever since. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so one individual, of course, and I know a lot about this man who can attest to their hypocrisy and lies, is award-winning journalist Mark Davis, who closely followed Julian's activities over 2010 in order to make a series of Programs on the WikiLeaks founders' life for Australia's special broadcasting service, the SBS. He ended up with so much material 
that he was able to compile a documentary inside WikiLeaks. And we've got that documentary right there. It's on... Right. Everyone has an opinion. 21-minute 21 video. I'm not going to run it, but I wanted to show that... Everyone has an opinion. <clears throat> in this video, he laid bare his shocking experiences during this period at an event in Sydney, Australia in August 2019. Most significantly, Davis was granted intimate insight into the release of the Afghan war logs, again, spending much time in the bunker, a dedicated ops room, established by the Guardian within its London offices to facilitate the project's completion. Right. So, right, he feels his eyewitness observations of events surrounding the log's release served to, served to dynamite two enduring slurs against Julian's character that he had a cavalier attitude towards the safety of individuals named in the documents WikiLeaks released, and his lack of journalistic professionalism in comparison to the mainstream reporters with whom he collaborated. Correct. Over the course of the talk, he made clear the reality was quite the reverse. Quote, All the statements made by journalists he worked with in the books and articles they've written and TV shows they've appeared on about their integrity versus Julian's lack thereof, I can say are complete lies. I'm a witness to it. Nick Davies, Julian's man at the uh, uh, main contact of The Guardian, has repeatedly claimed Julian had a cavalier attitude to human life. That's just simply not true. If there was any cavalier attitude, it was among Guardian journalists. Yep. They had disdain for the impact of this material, mm -hmm. a type of gallows humor as to what would happen, those named in documents if they were released. Okay, now it's interesting that it's that this guy Davis, <clears throat> because he explained that at no point in the bunker did he see Guardian journalists express any concern whatsoever about putting people's lives at risk, although Julian did on several occasions. Um, moreover... Davis alleges that the issue of exploiting the identities of thousands of people, an inevitable and obvious consequence of publishing tens of thousands of sensitive government documents, was never taken seriously by the reporters involved. Well, that's pretty interesting, right? Chillingly low, right? he claimed that he overheard a discussion between Davies and fellow reporter David Lee, when Julian wasn't present, about whether the name of a particular person should be published. Davies was steadfastly opposed albeit purely out of fear of governmental rep reprisal rather than anxieties over the individual in question's safety. Why does that not surprise me? But we're, but we're not publishing mm -hmm. it again, Lee allegedly, allegedly responding. Proof, pu proofy suggested that Julian hadn't been chosen as the Guardian's partner, but in fact as, his sac as their sacrificial lamb. Quote, this was highly alarming yeah. to me, and I raised it with Julian. He's a genius, but he has certain naivete about him. He thought highly of these guys, felt they were part of a collective effort and all in it together, rather than him being the source and then being the journalist. It didn't he didn't quite believe that they'd push him out on the plank and then say, It's not us, we're just reporters. It's it's shameful. And yes, yes, and yes. And again, the David Lee is the one that published the book that had the key that ended up destroying Julian and and giving giving them the the ammunition or whatever you call that they needed. This is collateral murder shown by Al Jazeera. And again, it's 24 minutes and it's the original footage. And I can't, I don't know if I can actually show that on YouTube. So I'm just going to skip through it, but I'm going to put the links to the videos in the descriptions afterwards, because I think that those are also really important. And they're also, by the way, I believe included and embedded and linked in the Kit Clarenberg article that will definitely be linked uh, in the Substack. Um, hmm. 
So again, here they talk about David Lee, who allegedly fawned all over and went on to co-author 2011's WikiLeaks Inside Julian Assange's War on Secrecy with the notorious Luke Harding. <clears throat> Not only that, but right. they used the confidential encryption password for the entire uncensored Cablegate archive as a chapter heading, resulting in hundreds of thousands of State Department cables being dumped on the web without redactions that WikiLeaks representatives had prepared for them for them over a period of eight months. They blew eight months worth of work and yeah. blew everybody's cover. It's unconscionable. Mm -hmm. And he's the one sitting and rotting for this. My God. <clears throat> so, Davis went on to recall that as the Warlogs mutually agreed publication deadline loomed, both the Guardian and New York Times grew, grew increasingly anxious about being associated with the material. I wonder why. Hmm. His film, shot just prior to the release, documents no. this transformation in real time. The one highly in one highly illuminating segment, Julian informs Gavin McFadden, then director of the University of London Center for Investigative Journalism, that the New York Times has requested WikiLeaks scoop them by publishing analysis of the Afghan war logs first. The naivete referenced by Davis is palpably on display. They want to report on our reporting so they can claim that they're not involved. Not Julian involved. spluttered. You're right. He sputtered yeah. bemusedly in evident disbelief that a newspaper would be actively resistant to publishing a seismic exclusive. As Davis attested, the footage makes for thoroughly chilling viewing in the present day, given now that Julian faces extradition to Washington as a result of that subterfuge. Absolutely. Simultaneously, he was also growing increasingly anxious mm -hmm. in his case about the identities of the inf of informants and other individuals featured in the logs being revealed. No effort has been made by Guardian journalists to remove sing a single one, and despite repeated requests, he wasn't provided with staff or technical support to redact them. As a result, the WikiLeaks chief took up the moral responsibility for the files, his repeated requests for a publication to be delayed so as to give him time to adequately cleanse the documents were ignored, compelling Julian to literally work all night to redact around 10,000 names, he said. And this is documented in that Citizen Jeez. 4 movie. He's sitting in a hotel room. Right. I believe Glenn Greenwald's sitting in the room. He might even be there uh, at one point. Or, right. You know, and, and and he, I believe Greenwald is the Guardian journalist that he's sitting with, okay? But here, in a perverse right. irony, the documentarian also exposed how Julian ultimately acquiescing, uh, how despite him ultimately acquiescing to publish the logs on July 25th, 2010, in order to allow the Guardian and New York Times to report on the story the next day, the plan was disrupted by technical issues with the WikiLeaks website. So as Julian struggled to get the content online, he was inundated with panicked, hysterical calls from both newspapers, which grew ever more frenzied as the day wore on. The outlets were literally on the verge of stopping the presses as their front page splashes on the Afghan war logs were predicated on WikiLeaks having published the documents the day prior. So this is the uh, what right. motivated Julian Assange video. It's got millions of views on its own again i had another video tonight on private first class bradley manning is, like is in military custody an army intelligence analyst who over story again it took several days for wikileaks to publish the war logs guardian new york times nevertheless ran their scheduled stories on july 26th reporting on the release of the logs despite the fact they hadn't actually yet appeared on the wikileaks website <laughs> <laughs> 
right? Julian was their fall guy. They printed a lie. These two high priests of journalistic integrity very happily colluded, reporting on something that hadn't happened. The entire searchable Afghan warlogs interface was the sole creation of the Guardian. They promoted it on their website and in the paper, but then they turned around and said, we didn't publish this. Julian did. They set him up from the start. They should be in jail too, Davis concluded. Fuck yeah. Wow. Um, that's pretty insane. I didn't know that. How did we miss that? I didn't know any of that. Right? That's a crazy story. Rob Juno, mm-hmm. Rob Juno, welcome to the chat. How are you, man? He's our man over at Slow News Day and all over the the Rock Fins. We yeah. love we love you, man. Good to see you here and uh, on the YouTubes. Uh, who else do we have here? We got Uncle Warren hanging out. We got we got Care Bears. We got we got Anthony and we got Bones and how many do we say we have watching? Twenty six. Wow, twenty six. Watch get the fuck out of here. What are all you people doing on a Sunday night? All right. Mm-hmm. So I got one more story, and then we're mm-hmm. going to get to some some fun with, with with Joe. Okay. I know everybody's probably here to watch Joe. So let's get so let's get to the other the other story. We got we got to eat our vegetables too. So here's our vegetables. All right. So all right. We've got David Moore and Donald Shaw from Sludge. I like this this paper a lot. Oh, you know what? I didn't even put that it's actually Sludge, and I don't have the, lo- the Sludge logo, and I'm so sorry about that. But uh, corporate America is helping to elect anti-abortion attorneys general. Okay, so everybody's up in arms about Roe v. Wade. Okay, well, let's, let, let's take a look at corporate America and where their money's going and what they're looking to do. So the subtitle says abortion access is on the ballot in several states this year. Where Democratic AG candidates have pledged mm-hmm. not to enforce restrictive abortion laws, and Republicans have said they would enforce the bans. Uh-oh. Okay, now this was published about a week and a half ago. This was ahead of, I believe, the decision that happened on Friday. Okay, if the Supreme right. Court follows through with the draft opinion and overturns it, so pretty much we knew it was happening, as we all did, attorneys general in several states yeah. will have new authority over how or whether those laws are enforced. The expected ruling in the case of Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization would end the federal right to abortion, making abortion access subject to laws on a state-by-state basis. 22 states have laws that could be used to restrict abortions, according to the Guttmacher Institute, uh, including seven with pre-Roe abortion bans and 13 with trigger laws that would take effect in the absence of Roe. Most of the states with abortion bans are solidly Republican, right? And only likely to elect attorneys general who will enforce the laws aggressively. But in a handful of battleground states, Democratic candidates running for attorney general are telling voters that if elected, they would find ways to legally not enforce the abortion ban laws in their states if Roe is overturned. Well, hold on a second. The attorney general, the top lawmaker for the state, is already saying we need to figure out how not to enforce an abortion ban that was put in place by the lawmakers of that state. Is that really what? All right, let's keep reading. Okay. In two states, Democratic incumbents who have vowed not to enforce abortion bans uh, are are facing anti-choice Republican challengers in Michigan, which has an abortion ban from 1931 that has no exceptions for rape or incest. That's gross. The Democratic incumbent Attorney General Dana Nessel has vowed not to enforce the law if she is reelected. She's facing Republican challenger Matthew DiPerno, who has said he would enforce the state law. A similar dynamic is playing out in 
the Wisconsin Attorney General race with pro-choice Democrat Josh Call, who said he would not use state resources to investigate or prosecute allegations or violations of an abortion ban law that's been on the books in the state since 1849. Not much has changed since then, right? Right. He faces challenger Republican yeah. anti-choice candidate Eric Tony, who said that he, of course, would enforce the law using call of abdicating responsibility and being unfit to hold the AG's office. Well, yeah. Um, yes and no. Um, I, I understand the argument. I understand that that's going to get a lot of people riled up and it's going to do it's going to have the effect that it was that they want it to have. Um, yeah. What they really need are people to actually change the laws. And that's so that the laws can actually be enforced by the attorney general. That's kind of the problem here. So right. two additional battleground states with a, existing abortion ban laws have seen the, the, the issue factor prominently in their attorneys general races in Arizona, where a law banning abortions for the after the 15th week of pregnancy was enacted in March. The AG's contest features several anti-choice Republicans and Democrat Chris Mays, who has said she would not prosecute women or doctors for seeking or providing abortions. In Georgia, where a heartbeat law would ban abortions after about six weeks of pregnancy, which, by the way, is before most women even know that they are pregnant. No. Republican right. incumbent Chris Carr is facing a challenge from Democratic State Senator Jen Jordan, who said she would refuse to enforce the law and would challenge it in state courts. <coughs> Challenging it in state courts is the right thing. Refusing to enforce the law is not a good signal to the people that you're asking to vote for the top lawmaker in the state or for the top law enforcement person in the state. So. Throat's getting dry. We need a drink. Corporations and dark money groups bankroll Republican AG group. So this is what's really going on here. So in these battleground races, battleground races, these anti-choice Republican candidates are going to be supported by spending from the Republican Attorneys General Association, the RAGA. They're, uh, they're, it should be the RADA, but RAGA is fine. Uh, a national political group that's already raised over $17 million this election cycle from conservative dark money groups, corporations, and individuals that support Republican AG candidates. They're expected to be a dominant force in these races, and it's already committed to spending 700k in an October ad blitz uh, against Josh Call uh, and Nestle has begun the target of its attack ads in the past historically the group has often been the top spender in, spender in state AG races such as the 2018 Wisconsin AG's race where it spent almost 3 million dollars in support of Call's Republican opponent and I believe they defeated him their efforts this, this election cycle have been funded by millions of dollars, again, from dark money groups such as the Judicial Crisis Network, which is registered with the IRS as the Concord Fund and has deep ties to the far-right Federalist Society Board of Directors co-chairman Leonard Leo directly. Jeez. JCN has been RAGA's largest donor, according to the firm True North Research, giving more than $14 million since 2014, including a $1 million in the first quarter this year. RAG has also drawn more than $370,000 to cycle from the Rule of Law Defense Fund, an affiliated policy nonprofit that does not disclose its donors and was an organizer of the January 6th protest that preceded the riot at the Capitol building. 
Hundreds of corporations and trade associations have also donated to Ragged this election cycle, according to Sludge's review of IRS documents. These corporations likely back uh, Republican AGs because of their power over legal matters affecting their business practices. However, though their donations also have the effect of bolstering conservative positions on social issues like abortion, which corporations generally try to steer clear of in their public images. Right, so after the Concord Fund's $3.5 million in contributions, the largest donor to RAGA to date this cycle has been the Institute for Legal Reform, the Civil Justice Reform nonprofit arm of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, with more than $800,000 given. And who are three of the top corporate donors to RAGA this cycle? Tobacco Giants, Altria, 325K, Reynolds American, 283K, and Philip Morris giving 126K. Uh, I believe Philip Morris and Altria are really technically part of the same company. That's both like Marlboro. Um, Coke Industries, of course, the multinational conglomerate owned by Charles Coke and his deceased brother David and the estate of David, donated a quarter million dollars to Raga on January 31st. That's literally like dropping a quarter for them. Same amount as a contribution earlier that month from Republican mega donor Bernie Marcus, co-founder of Home Depot, who people really don't really like either big Republicans. same thing with bob nardelli um some of raga's biggest corporate donors this cycle have tried to portray themselves as allies of women's reproductive health which is hilarious match group said in september yeah. of last year that it would set up a fund to allow texas employees to seek abortion out of care uh, abortion care out of state <laughs> they donated one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars to raga on september 20th the bulk of the nearly $137,000 it gave last year. Kind of mixed messaging from the dating site, wouldn't you say? In March, Citigroup yeah, announced yep. that it would also step up to tra to cover travel costs for employees affected by Texas, uh, Texas abortion ban. The company also gave $75,000 to RAGA last year. So they're paying to support these employees. So good for good for our people. But yeah, they want to do that. That's cool. But we're going to fund our people and get them out of state. Okay. Uber announced in September yeah. that it would set up a, a legal defense fund to help its contractor drivers who could be sued under the Texas abortion ban for simply transporting passengers. About two months later, on December 27th, they gave $50,000 to Raga. Thank you very much. I saw someone, I saw someone talk about, um, you know, that, the, 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 yeah, the, they will pay to travel... It's cheaper for them to pay you to travel for an abortion than for the healthcare and prenatal and like, you know, um, pregnancy leave, you know, hmm. like, and that's why a lot of companies are supporting that. Well, okay. Yeah. Cause it's a lot cheaper right. than, than the maternity leave that they're going to have to deal with. Not only that, but all the missed time for doctor visits right. and prenatal care and everything else. Huh. I, yep. I, I don't know how ghoulish and monstrous it is. I'm sure there are some companies that do believe that. I know that there are some. I know that Dick's Sporting Goods kind of yep. got dragged today. However, there was something else that I read that they also do provide tons of uh, benefits available to plen plenty of mothers and, and, and fathers. They have paternity leave as well. Sure, because they're forced to. In well, some regards, by, like by a union or well, by, by the marketplace you know. in general, because they want to hire good employees, and that's what it's yeah. requiring to get the best employees these days. 
Okay, yes. so other top donors, like I said, right. to Raga This Cycle include our friends at Comcast and AT&T, healthcare company Sen10, and gaming company Caesars Entertainment, as well as trade groups like Burma, and the API, the wonderful American Petroleum Institute, the Pharmaceutical Care Management Association. In December, arguments in the Dobbs v. Jackson uh, Women's Health Org case indicated that Supreme Court's conservative majority of six justices was willing to strike down the landmark Roe decision, likelihood affirmed by the leak of majority a draft majority opinion in May to Politico. Several corporations made donations yeah. to RAGA after the, after the December arguments, including freight rail company BNSF Railway, which is, by the way, owned by Warren Buffett and, and his company, um, Berkshire Hathaway, Home Depot, Walmart, 1-800-CONTACTS, Dish Network, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Tyson Foods, among others. So you've got these major organizations. Everybody's lining up to throw money at these attorneys general Okay, this year, 30 attorney general seats are up for re-election with 12 Democratic incumbents. In May, the Democratic Attorneys General Association said it was readying a record $30 million in spending to defend and elect its candidates. Now, I'd be curious to know what these, co what these corporations are donating to the Democratic candidates. But this is the list of all of the different organizations, the, just the top one. And you can actually find this list. And again, this is going to be in the Substack you'll be able to take a look at this as well. Um, but again, you see the Concord Fund, which was uh, the, the top donor. Okay, and again, who was the Concord Fund? If I go back, uh, there they are. That's uh, the, the Leonard Leo thing from the Federalist Society. So literally like the Federalist right. Society, which is the one that's getting, they, they got three Supreme Court justices in since Trump became president. Um, they're the ones that are determining our legal policy and they have a ton of behind the scenes power. Um, them, the chamber of commerce, again, rule of law, defense fund. And then you've got some of the, some of the worst of the worst polluters of American. I mean, it's, it's really funny. I don't know if you ever saw the movie, the distinguished gentleman with Eddie Murphy, when they introduce you to the lobbying, so. they, they introduce him to the lobbying associations. And it's like, this is the person from electric power, from power and light. And this is the person from oil and gas. And it's like all the worst polluters and the worst freaking people in the world. They're all dressed in three piece suits and they're just ready to throw money at this guy. Right. Uh, yep. But I want to, I want to actually make a plea for everybody and shit. See, it's green and therefore it's transparent. So I'm going to read this. That Sludge is one of the only outlets with a dogged focus on following the money, but they need your help to keep going. Please become a paid member to help sustain Sludge's work. They're independent, ad-free, reader-supported, and they count on your small small donations. Okay, five bucks a month to become a member over at Sludge, uh, and and it's it's at Read Sludge on one of them as well. As um, big fan of David Shaw and and Donnie Donnie. Uh, follow them on Twitter. They do amazing work. I was turned on to them by Robbie Yeager, who also shout out to Robbie. Uh, and by the way, Kyle Yeager, somebody else dropped a Kyle Yeager article. And I was like, oh, I know Kyle Yeager because of all the Kyle Yeager articles that, that mm -hmm. Reef has shared, right? Over time. Right? Yep. That's really kind of funny. Mm -hmm. So, uh, all right, let's figure out yeah, how do I uh, turn the slideshow off. Donor cousin. Right? So let's let's get, get out of slideshow yeah. mode here. And I'm going to switch to our tweeter. 
And we're going to do the couple of our friend Joe's videos because they are just absolute banging and fire. Um, I have to just cue them up. Mona is in chat, and I adore Mona Carmona. She's the best. Hi, Mona. How are you? I'm so glad you could come tonight. Where in the world is Carmona, San Diego? No, well, um, she's close. We Santa we know Monica. yeah, Santa Monica. We know. Um, we don't want to out her, dox her, or anything because we love her. And she said it in chat. She said it in chat. Okay, that's cool. So she's doxing yeah. herself. Good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. And and Mona's always not Mona's always family and always a member and and always welcome anywhere we are and she's gonna be the queen she's the queen she gets a special place everywhere she gets special statuses on Discord and everywhere, um, so we have a new member of INN um for the last couple of months and his name is Joe, and I think all of you kind of know who he is um he's. He he's drawn the attention of 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 one one James James Door, and and I'm so grateful for that. It's it's been hilarious, um, and watching Jimmy's reaction to one of his videos on screen, and we actually made one the other day. We 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 made it into one of his videos the other day. Uh, I have like a half dozen of them. There are so many, but I wanted to run the one that actually ran on Jimmy's show that made him crack up so much, and that's that's made Joe a bit of a a cult cult thing here. Uh, and and he likes to. Oh my God, he's so great. So talk about talk about how you found how you kind of discovered and dis, uh, stumbled onto to Joe's videos. So I think you're the one that kind of um, introduced it to me. Yeah, like I pushed him into joining the, I, I, you know, I found him in our circles on Twitter and uh, he was putting out killer, like two minute, three minute, like clips together and like pulling together this, this group. And that. I think he was started with like verses stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Where it would be like, I don't even remember one of the one of the first ones, but it was it was um you know, it, it was something like TYT versus, you know, like progressives or something like that, right? Like Right. But it would like he started out with like uh Jink versus Jink, I think. Right? And stuff like that. So Oh yeah, he no, um, you know what it, it might have been because it was with be... the horse. Something with a horse. A horse. I just yeah. remember that and oh my god. Uh mm -hmm. So I'm yeah, going to, I have um, Cable C to live and that should be sharing on Cable C. So let me make sure that I've got to me and to guests turned on so that we can hear it too. Uh, and everyone will be able to hear it. And I'm going to switch to diddly do. Here we go. And nobody look at my DMs, please. No, I don't want to full screen this. Oops, escape. I don't want to full screen that. I could. But let's do it this way um, with the tweet, and you can watch it. And we're gonna do that now. And this is this was uh, from the other day. No, let's do the first one. Here's the one that Jimmy watched. Uh, that was Jimmy Dore yeah. endorsing Donald Trump as the anti-war option if uh, he ends up running for re-election, I guess. And now someone will clip this like they did last time to make it look like somehow I'm telling people to vote for DeSantis. <laughs> And which I expect people to do. What I don't expect is for grownups to fall for it. He avoided Trump stories like it was the plague during the Trump administration. First thing we got right here. Uh, first of all, uh, 
We have a failure to communicate. This is your party. This is exactly who you guys have been since Nixon. This is the 30 years of the Southern strategy. Because now your main job is to fillet Republicans all day long. I hope you're having fun. The Southern strategy, which was invented by Richard Nixon, which was just right. scaring white people about black people to get them to vote for Republicans. But over the years, his content started to shift. He never criticized Republicans. I don't criticize Democrats because I favor Republicans. I criticize Democrats because they favor Republicans. But the reason why Jimmy Dore is deceiving his audience is because he wants them to vote Republican. Fuck you. We have a failure to communicate. He wants them to support Donald Trump if he runs in 2024. And now you know why you have to stop voting for Republicans and Democrats. That's lying to your audience on purpose for money like a whore. Ugh. All he did was focus on Democrats. Like a whore. Ugh. Nothing has changed because of Trump. But now he's gonna help you out and just admit. Like a whore. Yeah, I think that maybe you should consider supporting Republicans. It's time to start voting third party, no matter what the third party is. You gotta stop giving your vote to these two corrupt, murderous parties. But the idea that you can sort of just quantify that uh, Donald Trump was less pro-war than Joe Biden is just absurd. Who pulled us out of Afghanistan? I'm just interested <laughs> about that question. Wh which president? Which president? President Joe Biden, when pulling out of Afghanistan while committing billions in funds to troops in Ukraine, Israel, and Somalia. So he's, again, we're in forever war. It's never stopping. This is a death economy. His whole railing against the duopoly and not voting out of fear, the lesser of two evils, was really just to get a way to get people to not vote for the best shot yeah. at getting left-wing proposals enacted. What the fuck? I just don't think, yeah, what's what the worldview? What the fuck? Are you fucking on drugs? Blunders. He's sitting there trying to help the Republican Party in every single way like a whore because he loves Trump so much and he thinks he's so anti-war like a whore. You would think it would be 57 progressives voting against it. Are you kidding would, me? But that's what I mean about the flip. Now, instead of having 57 progressives vote against war, we have 57 right wing conservatives vote against war. I mean, if you think Jimmy Dore is a leftist at this point, you need to get your head checked. He wants to sheepdog people into the Republican Party like a whore. How you still don't think he's a con man? You just want a fake hero. I get it. Everybody wants a hero. I wanted Bernie. Bernie was my hero in 2015, 16. I know what that's like. But you got to face the music when you see who they really are. Bernie has proved over and over again he won't actually cross the establishment. So does Donald Trump. I love it. I love the end of that. With like the hands. I'm like, ah, yeah, I said it. So what you going to do? Uh, that was Jimmy oh, Dore. In in yes, sir. In Discord, when you when you click out of that browser because you only shared the browser, oh, uh, you didn't see it. It goes blank. Uh, I you mean, I saw like most of it, and I've seen this think, before. So. Yeah, you've seen that one before. Yeah. So let me let me now go to Joe on Twitter and do this one for you. And now we're gonna switch to our second video, which he made the other day, and just seeing that image made me almost want to cry. Because if anybody knows what who who makes who who that image is of and what that logo is, that that's Rusty Rockets. That's Russell Brand. He's he's kind of the king right now. What's going on? And to see Russell Brand next to an INN logo kind of made me me smile. And thank you, Joe. I love you, man. You're the best. So here here's his Rusty Rockets three minute nineteen second. Thanks for joining me on this voyage instead of staying in turgid denial, living spellbound and hypnotized by the systems of idiocracy that govern and dominate our lives. Well done. 
well done for waking up and not accepting the spoon-fed gruel that they offer you. This is still important to know, even if it is water is wet news, so that you can have more evidence to give people who don't know what's going on with the Justice Democrats and why we're not getting the change that we need via electoral politics. And I really want to like go through this quickly because AOC isn't worthy of our time. Blue is the new red. The squad. <laughs> Y'all still call it that? Uh, I don't think that the decisions they make are ethical. Uh, they mm. are practical. Mm. Uh, they ensure their own political survival because Pelosi would destroy them otherwise. Mm. Comment on the situation in Venezuela. Um, yeah, we're, we're working on her. So we have to forget about AOC. Uh, she's window dressing. I'm just gonna say it, it's so painful to listen to because that, that whole like, if you're opposed to how I voted, call our office. That's politician speak for go fuck yourself. And of course, I think we all remember what seemed like a really valiant effort by Cori Bush to sleep on the steps of Congress until it was extended, of course, shortly thereafter. It was <laughs> it was overturned. Anyway, Afini, I'm seeing some facial expressions. I know that you were there at those protests. Why, why, why those facial expressions? Um, because the ass was never enough. The, it was never big. They never dreamed big enough for me. AOC is the definition of controlled opposition. No, AOC doesn't even say that. That's the joke. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she's like, no, yes, Joe, yes, Joe, you're doing very well, Joe. This is very yes. good. Yes, yes, yes. Nancy, Nancy, you're my mama bear. I'll Nancy. do whatever you say. I'll cry if you tell me mean things. The House Ways and Means Committee outlined plans on September the 13th to move the top marginal income rate up a couple of notches to 39.6% and to introduce a 3% surtax on incomes above $5 million. That proposal would fall short of calls to really tax the rich, as Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez's dress demanded at a New York bash just hours later. But you can see how she could be used as a symbol for radicalism that has no real ability for that radicalism hours to translate into later. change. Because on the same day <laughs> that she was wearing that dress, this change took place i heard that aoc is not even posting on her uh twitter oh, anymore up, for Nikki? like days Doesn't, she's like the type of person to post all the fucking time i'll cry if you tell me mean things <laughs> i'm not like aoc going to um like the amazon labor union um like right. that, oh, that whole mess yeah, yeah. but yeah. she was giving a speech you know and, and and it was like fell flat completely because yep. i was just yeah. like i don't believe any of this you know we yeah. you, the only reason you came to this one is because you were you got you know, caught you got basically, caught basically yeah. called out what would universal health care mean to you? <laughs> they call those tweets poverty yeah, porn. Okay. I will not tell Chris Smalls to stay away from AOC, but I will absolutely tell AOC to stay the fuck away from Chris Smalls. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Had said I that AOC that. will, quote, reflect that, on Jesse. fulfilling the courageous Israeli leader's mission for peace and justice today in the U.S. and Israel, unquote. But that is not how Palestinians remember Yitzhak Rabin's mission and legacy. Uh, are you stressed out? Well, then I got something for that ass. Oh yeah! Look at how cute he is! Oh my god! The squad. <laughs> Y'all still call it that? Nice. Oh, I love that man so much. I appreciate. I made a Joe video, even if I'm just laughing at Jesse because he absolutely nailed that point. Uh, did oh no, we did not see Tara's tweet to Marianne. Oh boy. Ooh, this is going to be interesting. It's good. Okay, I like it. It's uh, good. I'm sure I'm going to like it. Um, Ooh. So, um, there was... Apparently, I'm in the next one more. Good for me. There, 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 was, a, so... there was a banger today, and and it was yes. Anna, Anna and Jimmy, and this one got a ha out of Jimmy, so I have a feeling we might be seeing this one featured on the Jimmy Dore Show very soon. What was that? 
Oh, we got we got to buy me a what? coffee. Wow, Rob Juno. Thank you, Juno. We got like an alert. Someone I got something. Kofi, huh? Someone hit the Kofi. We got some weed money for Reef. Thank you. All right. Uh-oh. I'm muted. Okay, it's just muted. Uh, we don't have audio troubles. Let me go back. This is Anna Kasparian versus Jimmy Dore, published today by Joe, INN member at STFU Shitlib. If you're not following him, you better start. INN member, love this guy, and watch the logo that drops in. And it's going to look awfully familiar to the one that you see in the bottom right corner. What? Soundboard? We're gonna add more to the soundboard. I need, I need, I need. Fuck it, we'll do it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. They're, in, they're just, they're, they're, no. they don't care about you. Let's just be very clear. They don't care about you. They don't care, and not just you, John. All of us. They don't care about you. Adam Schiff doesn't you, care John, about you, like I at do. all. The Democratic Party, the mainstream Democratic Party today, gave us a massive middle finger. Okay. I feel better. Someone made a joke. Go ahead. I feel better when I see. I feel those, better. Right? Doesn't it make you feel better? Yeah. They're gonna fuck you, but they're gonna put lube on while they do it. <laughs> but Joe Biden's speech today was, man, this really sucks. You should really elect more of us so this doesn't happen. You guys are in charge. What are you talking about? Vote like your life depends on it, because it, it does. does. Nancy Pelosi sending out the fundraising emails immediately. What a gift! What a gift to the Democratic Party. Time to fundraise. What an awesome issue that we can campaign on. So the Democrats don't want to codify abortion. Why? So they can run on it. Fundraise on. Until people tell you to stop donating to them, they're just bullshitting you. And then do absolutely nothing about it. You are not nope. fit to lead anything. You are not fit to fight. You couldn't fight your way out of a wet paper bag. Just calm cow. <laughs> We're going to have a very way. And sometimes people get mad because they feel like I'm a little too harsh toward Democrats. I should focus more of my energy toward Republicans. Listen, guys, I tell you that Republicans, no, the Republican Party yeah, is not. trash every Nobody day. Nobody says that. I don't know what more I can do. I don't Nobody criticize Democrats because I favor Republicans. I criticize Democrats because they, they favor, favor Republicans. Republicans. The Democratic Party has quickly morphed into the Republican Party substantively. The Democrats doing TikToks now? are now Republicans, and this isn't hyperbole it's so important to support nina turner like a whore <laughs> have you ever even told people to stop donating to them no wasting your money by giving it to the corporate democrats right now the corporate democrats my fucking head exploded when i heard those words adam adam sweetheart is just not the it's not the way to go this is a desperate attempt she's like pulling up like at the five yard line we see you. Yeah. We see you. Yeah. To try to get that audience back. Sorry, your audience already left you. Everyone already sees through you. And for the people who haven't, I'm, I'm going to keep educating them on the piece of it that you are. Ugh. When it comes to bread and butter issues, it's not really that different from the Republican Party. They just sent $40 nope. million dollars to Ukraine aid. Because, oh, look at the wonderful bipartisan way in which Congress has allocated billions of dollars in military spending for Ukraine. Isn't it so wonderful? Yeah, it's because they have the same defense contractor donors, you idiots. That's why. We decided to send that money to Raytheon and Boeing and Booz Allen. And so now you know what's going on. Now you know who the Democratic Party and the Republican Party really serve. I, I don't want anyone to... to 
give Jimmy Dore credit for beating us to this 18 months earlier. They think the hoes will learn now. The hoes be knowing, okay? The hoes be knowing. The hoes be knowing, huh? That sounds like violence. So enjoy that. The hoes be knowing. And when push comes to shove, the hoes be knowing. He's That is a fucking little bastard. He's, he's done it again. I love that man so much, Joe. Holy crap, man. Where was the cold? I love that man. Uh, so go follow Joe on Twitter at SDFU should live. I believe it's in the, uh, in the description somewhere. Uh, if not, it's, I believe it's, a, it might be my pinned tweet as well. One of them this week, um, we were going to do a stream on Monday night, but apparently we're not going to be doing one with Tara Reed. Uh, she's good. She's taking Monday night off. Her guest has to rebook and we're going to book them for July 11th. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, Tuesday night, American tradition. Jesse Jett, do not miss this one. He's going to be roasting the shit out of Nancy Pelosi. You heard Sunday morning tonight. I started the uh, the stream with Sunday morning. I guarantee you that's going to be in there. Um, and it is going to be wondrous. I can't wait, especially after this week's ruling. I'm sure Jesse's going to have quite a bit to say. Wednesday night, we are super proud, excited, and honored Savage Joy reached out and asked us with the March for Medicare for All people and real progressives to ask us all to to co-host and co-sponsor a fundraiser that they are hosting. Uh, it's a two-hour event on at nine o'clock Wednesday night Eastern Eastern time. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of speakers, including three INN members. We've got Rob Durden, we've got Elias Cepeda, and we've got Jesse Jett performing at the end. Uh, Jimmy Dore will also be making an appearance. Uh, an, an unpaid appearance just out of the goodness of his heart. Yes, everybody. He's not being paid to be there. He actually cares about Medicare Shit, for all. Bro, he asked me for a dollar. Oh, yesterday. come on, man. Come on. I had I, to give it to him. He'll just settle for super chats, I had I'm to sure. Give him a dollar. Okay. So, um, like... but also appearing will be our wonderful friends, the Bank Sisters. Um, and there were a few other people I know that were announced on the poster. And. Even look, we, we have to realize that Medicare for All is going to align us with some people that we may not agree with on a lot of issues. Um, one of those people is Marianne Williamson, yeah. and we know that we disagree on quite a bit, but we appreciate the fact that she's willing to lend her platform to this and uh, and to help us fundraise because we do need to raise over $10,000 to held a March for Medicare for All event in person at Union Square in Washington, D.C. on July 30th. They need a ramp. They need a stage. They need PA and mic equipment. They need to for travel and to get Reverend Andy Chambers onto stage because we definitely want to get her there. She's one of the original Black Panthers. Um, she appeared last year as well, yeah. and she's in a wheelchair, so we have to get the ADA ramp. We want to get uh, uh, the can, people that can do um, sign language for for compliance and so that everybody can be included. So there's a lot of, of things that we need to raise uh, some capital for there. Um, Thursday night, I don't know what we were going to do. Thursday, Friday is usually our nights off, but I know Reef does Reef After Dark Friday night, July 1st. That's July 4th weekend. Don't know. You planning on doing a show? I might be. We'll see. Sunday night, we are doing a show next Sunday. It would be available. Next Sunday, we are doing a show. Um, 
Uh, but Monday, the network is going to shut down for July 4th. I am making sure that there was no activity and no work for INN or for Indy Left. For anything happening, we really need to take a true vacation day. So that's going to be in the next few days. Uh, also, again, INN one-on-one. I'm really hoping to do an INN one-on-one with Rob this week. i got to see what his schedule is. Plus, Chris Legion's going to be off this week. Chris, he's in chat right now. I would love to do a one-on-one with Chris and... We'll figure out a time maybe this week to get to get one of those done, sit down for an hour, he and I, and talk about his journey of how he became a streamer and dealing with platforms and uploading and live streaming and OBS and the technical nonsense that we have to deal with streaming every day. Um, any appearances? I know we still have to publish the next Breaking Points article. One of these years, I'll actually get to it. I have all the notes written, and it's pretty much in draft. I just have to finish it off, but... Um, Reef, you got anything else? Not much. Um, yeah, I mean, I in news Wednesday, which I think you said. Well, I didn't because um, this Wednesday we're doing the March for Medicare for all. So maybe we'll do it Thursday night. Um, yeah, I don't know. That might be, that might be doable. Well, we'll figure it out. But yep. yeah, Thursday or something. Um, but yeah, something. anyway, say, say, everyone make sure they say good night to, you know, <laughs> Come on! That we featured on. Was that Mayor people, Pete? Is that Mayor Pete's uncle? You know, is that Mayor Pete's Rusty. uncle? That is Mayo Pete's uncle. Good night, Mayo um, Pete's uncle. Good night. All right. Uh, question. Night, everybody. Uh, all right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna leave by saying, question everyone's motivations. Good night, everybody. If you like this podcast, please help our show grow by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. For more content, you can follow Independent Left News on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at INDLeftNews, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. To get news updates twice a day to your inbox, subscribe via email on the independentleft.news website. Join our Jetstream 24-7 News and Opinion Discord at independentleft.gg with more than 50 channels each dedicated to a different outlet, journalist, YouTuber, or political comedian. Thanks, everyone. Remember to check out independentleft.news in your browser and subscribe to our podcast for news updates.